Hey guys, how's it going? Good to see you. Uh, man, I got a word from God, I feel like. Uh, did you guys come to hear from God or from me? There you go, all right, good answer, good answer. Uh, before we get started, I wanna honor our lead pastors, Pastor Julian, Christina, and I wanna honor the whole entire family, Dallas and Bailey and their soon dog because I'm gonna convince them to buy a dog. Um, being a lead pastor in LA, I can only imagine the amount of sacrifice they deal with, uh, seen and unseen, and so I'm just very grateful. I, I believe that we serve under the greatest lead pastor in, that I've ever seen. And so why don't we just do this? Come on, let's give it up for our lead pastors, the whole family, the whole low family. If you're watching this, we love you. Well, I got a message today, and I've titled this message. Do we have any note takers? Yeah. All right, cool. The title of this talk is, I was made for meaning. I was made for meaning. Do you get it? Made for more, made for this. I was made for meaning. Did you bring your Bible this morning? Did you bring your iPhone this morning? There you go. We're gonna be in Matthew chapter five, verse 13 through 16, and I think this is the most gangster verse in the entire Bible. It's my favorite verse in the entire Bible. If you didn't bring your Bible, you can look at the Sky Bible. We're gonna place the scripture right there, and uh, I'm reading out of the message version. It says this, let me tell you why you're here. Meaning, you're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? If you've lost your usefulness, you will end up in the garbage, jeez. Verse 14, it says this, here's another way to put it, you are here to be a light. Say light. light. Bringing out the God colors in the world, God is not a secret to be kept. Are you kidding me? Who's writing this Bible? God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Say shine. Wow. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, the generous Father in heaven. I was made for meaning. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this uh, message. God, we don't want to hear from a fallible human being. We don't want to hear from a person that's wearing shoes with, so with no socks, showing his ankles. We want to hear from you, Lord. And so, God, I pray that you would just use me in a mighty way. I pray, God, that you would touch us. God, I pray that we would all walk out with an understanding of the meaning that you have given us. We need meaning. It's everything we ever wanted. So, Jesus, help us have this meaning. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Raise your hand if you've ever missed the point on something. Raise your hand if you've ever known somebody who's missed the point on something. I don't have an Apple Watch, uh, but my wife does, and this story is not about her because she would never do this. 
Um, but she loves hitting her goals. And sometimes she gets like these walking goals. And, um, and again, the story is not about her. She doesn't do this at all. And uh, the walking goal sometimes catches up on you. And sometimes you realize it's like 8 p.m. at night and it's like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta hit my walking goal. <laughs> and then they start doing this. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm hitting my walking goal. <laughs> kind of missed the point, right? <laughs> the whole goal of the walking goal was to actually walk, not to shake your hand. What about this? Have you guys noticed Pastor Julian's finger? He's got like a splint on it. Have you noticed how long he's had a splint on it? <laughs> I feel like every video I see of him on Instagram, it's just, there's the splint. I'm like, dude, it's been six months. <laughs> Have you ever noticed how he always plays golf with the splint on? And he plays volleyball every Sunday at our beach volleyball uh, small group with the splint on. He's kind of missing the point of the splint. Like, hey man, your, splint, your, your finger's not gonna heal if you keep rocking the splint and playing sports. The point of the splint is to protect it from harm so you can heal and play golf and volleyball. Speaking of volleyball, I believe that I lead one of the greatest small groups of all time. So humble, just kidding. Uh, we have a volleyball club uh, after this at 3.30. If you're free, come on out to Annenberg. Find out all the information online at uh, oasisla.groups. Um, but it's the, greatest, uh, it's the greatest small group of all time. <laughs> and there's no point, I'm kidding. Um, but I found at this small group that people take it way too seriously. It's an Oasis LA community group. The point of the group is to connect. We have people losing friendships because the ball went out and some people are like, nah man, it didn't go out. Did you see it? Look, here's the ball print. We kind of missed the point. <laughs> Recently, I went to uh, Europe, was blessed to go to Europe. Uh, haven't been to Europe in a long time. And uh, me and my wife, we, we went with some friends. And uh, I wanted to go to Europe because I wanted to experience the Italian way. And so I changed up my whole wardrobe, <laughs> something like this, <laughs> because I wanted to experience the Italian way. Realized that nobody in Europe wears stuff like this. <laughs> and so we're in Rome and we're hanging out a few blocks down from the Trevi Fountain. We're getting some lunch. I ordered a pizza, best pizza in the world, Buffalina pizza. You guys haven't experienced it, it's amazing. Ordered a pizza and the friend that we're with goes, oh, excuse me, to the waiter, do you guys have ranch? The way that the waiter looked at her was like, ranch, what? And she, she, she tries to explain, you know, like buttermilk. <laughs> I kid you not, that is an, a true story. And so we were looking up on the internet how to say it and we missed the point. Like the whole experience is to taste the Italian way and we want ranch on our pizza, that's so American. I say that all to say, I don't want you to miss the point. I don't wanna live my life. I don't wanna be 90 years old and look back and be like, man, I missed the point. I missed the point. What I love about this scripture is it tells us about the point. 
says, hey, your point is to be salt to the earth, light to the world. This leads me to my main point. My main point is this. I'm a really simple preacher. We're gonna put it on the screen. It's this. God wants to give you divine meaning. If you want something a little bit more complex, you can write this down. Your meaning is not defined by what you do. Your meaning is defined by who God says that you are. God wants to give you divine meaning. What kind of meaning is this? This is a meaning the world cannot give. This is a meaning your family cannot give. This is a meaning your job cannot give. This is a meaning an opportunity cannot give. This is a meaning your Instagram follower or thread count or whatever you call that cannot give. I downloaded the app and I said, someone's gonna see this, got five likes and my dopamine went through the roof. (laughs) God wants to give you divine meaning. This is so countercultural. I was recently at an event, they were releasing a a new video game and I got invited somehow and was talking to somebody and they were like, oh hey, I've never seen you. I'm like, that's an awesome way to introduce, like say hello to somebody. What do you do? Ah, uh, pastor, you know, like, could you imagine saying, oh man, I'm not defined by what I do, sir. I'm actually defined by who God says I am. <laughs> right? It's so countercultural. We live in a culture where it's like, what do you do? What have you done? Where are you going? Show me your roadmap. How much money you got in the bank? Where are you going? Oh, I saw that you went on a trip. That's awesome. It's all about what you do. Jesus is all about, hey, let's forget all about, let me just tell you about what I say. God wants to give you divine meaning. I love this scripture because it puts a line in the sand that says, hey, you're the salt of the earth. You're the light to the world. And I think so many times we miss the point on this scripture and we're like, oh yeah, I'm salt. Oh yeah, I'm light. And the point of the scripture is not about you being light. The point of the scripture is the source of the light. Like, hey, we're allowed to be light because Jesus made us light. We're allowed to be salt to the world because Jesus gave me salt of the earth. Like, I'm able to love others unconditionally. Why? Because I've received love unconditionally. I'm able to be salt to the earth because I can forgive others. Because why? Jesus has forgiven me. Don't forget the point of the scripture. The point of the scripture is not about the thing, it's about the source. And so many times as as Christians, we we put up our hands and say, Jesus, I'm gonna follow you. And then we we, we miss the point and we try to chase the things. Oh my God, I got got saved. I wonder what God's gonna do in my business now. It's like, yeah, hey, that's cool. God's gonna blow up your business. I believe like, good things are gonna happen, but don't miss the point. You got saved from your sins. Jesus looked upon you and said, hey, I love you unconditionally. Don't miss the point. Recently, uh, a few years ago, I missed the point. Me and my wife, we we moved to LA, and uh, three years ago, we moved to LA, and this was a dream that me and Macy have like prayed for for like five years. We like went, uh, we, we took a trip to California. We were like, oh my gosh, mountains, beach, palm trees. This is amazing. Man, I wonder if God would ever call us to LA, right? 
And we just started praying about it. We're like, hey, God, like, honestly, I really want this. And if it's big to me, it's big to you. And so, God, will you help us get there? And we started praying about this for five years. And next thing you know, we were on a, on a, a, a plane with six suitcases, and I've never seen the hand of God more clearly in my life. We had provision, we had connection, we had community, and it was all easy. We moved during the height of, uh, of COVID when things shouldn't be easy. We moved and it was, it was awesome. And we got to LA and I remember just being so blown away, like, wow, I've never seen God's hand more clearly. Like, hey, this stuff is real, you know, like. <laughs> then a month later, LA fires. You walk out the window, there's a nice palm tree on fire. The sky is brown. And you're like, oh, I thought this was paradise. Did we miss it? Did we miss it, babe? Tax season comes along. Like, geez, how much money am I giving to taxes this year? Did I miss it? Traffic comes along. Dang, that 405. We love it, but we hate it. And we miss the point. We get so connected to the thing that we miss out on the source. And I don't wanna be a Christian that gets so connected to the thing and misses out on the source of the thing. We even do this in our spirituality. Man, I'm praying for this. And then we live our lives in a way until that happens, then I'll be okay. And Jesus says, hey, I'm with you. Can't that be okay? I wrote down a, funny, uh, a few things that um, you know, I just think are funny that I've said. <laughs> God, I wanna be a light. Man, Hollywood's so dark. This kinda sucks. No, I'm gonna find meaning that God said I'm a light. I'm gonna be a light in a dark place. What about this one? I wanna be the salt of the earth. Next thing you know, you're complaining to a friend, man, how come, how come I'm always the one that's like inviting people to like get connected? How come I'm, I'm always the one that's loving people unconditionally? How come that can't happen to me? Wow. Wow. No, I'm gonna find meaning that Jesus made me the salt of the earth and I'm gonna get it from the source. And if I'm doing it, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna receive from God himself. What about this? God, I surrender everything to you. Man, I feel like my life's so out of control. It's like I can never get it right, like what's happening? No, God, I'm gonna find meaning that you are bigger and better than anything out of face, and that if I'm in the center of your will, you've got me, because you are a good and loving and perfect God. Don't find meaning in the thing, find meaning in the source. Write this down, you are not defined by what you achieve, you are defined by what you receive. Say that again, that wasn't, I, I didn't tell them this, but next service maybe they can put it up. You are not defined by what you achieve, you are defined by what you receive. Do you receive your meaning from this world or do you receive your meaning from God? Because man, if you receive your meaning from the world, it is a tormented life where one day you'll have it and one day you won't. One day people will see it and one, one day people won't see it. I wrote down a, a, a list of, I call them meaning multipliers. Try to, try to make it catchy. 
meaning multipliers, we could put it on the screen. Take, take a picture of this because this will give you meaning when you won't want meaning. Tomorrow morning, you're gonna wanna open up your phone to this. This is what Jesus says about you if you are a Christian. That means you have received the free gift of salvation, you have received what Jesus has done for you, now you are in Christ, which means God doesn't see you, God sees Jesus in you, and you're covered, completely covered, past, present, and future. If you want some meaning, it says this, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are uniquely created by God that every aspect of your being is designed with purpose and intention. I'm gonna find some meaning today that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a child of God. God chose me. I am a child of God. I am going to find meaning today. God, I wonder how I can find some meaning that I'm your child. Today when I step into the office, I'm your child. I'm gonna find some meaning in that truth. You are forgiven. That's a good one. Man, I don't feel forgiven, but God, I'm gonna find some meaning that I'm forgiven. You're loved unconditionally. Wait, what? I'm gonna find some meaning that you love me unconditionally. You're a new creation. You are chosen and called. You are more than a conqueror. What I love about that one is, yeah, you're more than a conqueror, so you need a giant in your life to conquer. So I'm gonna find some meaning today to conquer what my boss is putting me up to. You are a citizen of heaven. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are an ambassador for Christ. God wants to give you divine meaning. This is a meaning that goes beyond this world this is a meaning that only God can give. And this is a meaning that is something called grace, which means you cannot earn it and you do not deserve it. It is something that God gifts you. God wants to give you divine meaning. I love this, uh, this scripture in the Old Testament because I, I, wrote, I wrote a few thoughts down and I try to keep my thoughts in the Bible because you know everybody has something to say. And so I just want to hear what God has to say. Um, and I love the story of the Israelites because they were gifted some meaning. And uh, God told them a long time ago, they, he said, hey, I have a promised land for you, and all you have to do is receive it. And so they were on a journey. And so some context of this scripture is uh, Moses just, uh, sorry, the Israelites just got delivered from, from Egypt they were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And the next generation's coming up and Moses is reminding them, hey, hey, next generations, hey, uh, God has some meaning for us. It's called a promised land. It's a land flowing of milk and honey. And God said, hey, it's ours for us to receive. And we're gonna pick up in Deut Deuteronomy chapter one. It says this, it says, the Lord our God said to us at Horeb, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. It's time to break camp and move on. Ooh, that, that, that line is sweet. Advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring people in the, in the Arabah, in Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See that I have given you this land. 
Go and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their, to their descendants after them. Here's three things that you need to, to do to receive the meaning that God wants to give you. Number one, you need faith. Later in the story, I'm gonna summarize Numbers chapter 13, but what happens after this is they break camp and they move on and they get right outside the promised land, a journey that's taken them forever. And they're right outside the promised land and they can kinda almost see it and they get scared. And they go, hey, uh, before we go in and receive this land, let's just, uh, let's send 12 spies and just check it out to make sure, you know, like what God says is right, you know, and like we're gonna, we're gonna be okay and like all we have to do is walk into it and like we'll take it. So they sent 12 spies. 12 spies come back and go, hey, that land was amazing. It was a land filled with milk and honey. It was the greatest land that I've ever seen. But they're giants. They're giants in the land, and if we go in, these giants are going to kill us. And the Bible says there was 10 out of the 12 that gave a negative report, and it convinced the people of the Israelites to not trust God. There was two of them, Caleb and Joshua, they were like, hey, hey, don't listen to them. God said that he had us to inherit the land. All we have to do is just step into it and receive it, and it's ours, like the giants won't do anything against our God. But because the other 12 gave a negative report, they were like, I don't know about that. To receive the more in your life, you need faith. My favorite definition of faith is this. It's a divine persuasion. It's a divine persuasion where you can look at that, that, that scene and be like, oh my God, yeah, those giants are crazy, but I'm persuaded by God, let's just go and take it. It looks illogical, it doesn't make sense, but you are divinely persuaded to do this. I love this, uh, me, and, me and my wife, we just moved into a two bedroom in Santa Monica, praise God. Before that, we were saving money, praise God, stewardship, and we, uh, we lived in a studio. We love to live below our means. And as we were moving into the studio, we uh, looked to our left and our neighbor, this guy named Tom, lives in the greatest apartment I've ever seen. There's a palm tree right, right outside the window, amazing natural light, and it's a two bedroom. And as we're moving in, I'm like, Jesus, help us move out. <laughs> help us get there. And so me and Macy, the whole entire time, we're like, okay, hey, this studio works but like, let's start praying for Tom to leave so that we can take his place. And so we just start praying. Next thing you know, I'm friends with Tom. I'm like trying to convince him to leave. I'm like, hey Tom, how are you doing? Oh man, I broke up with my girlfriend. Dang, texting Macy, hey, Tom might move. <laughs> he doesn't move. A few weeks later, hey Tom, how you doing? Oh, I lost my job. Texting Macy, bummer for Tom, but might, this might be God. <laughs> How horrible am I, right? He doesn't move. So I'm like, babe, we gotta pray harder. We gotta pray harder. 
And so a few months later, I'm, I'm, I'm getting on my bike and I'm about to go to uh, work out. And as I'm pulling out of uh, my driveway, I, I look left and there's Tom. And I don't really kind of get words for people. Julian's awesome. He's like, you right there. Ta-da. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you do that, man? And I've, I've actually allowed that to like stop me from like doing stuff like that. Cause I'm like, I'm not gonna like talk to you. Like I don't have a word for you. If God gave me a word for you, then I'll talk to you. Um, but I've been on this new journey where I'm like, you know what, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna do it. And so I'm talking to Tom and I immediately just feel love for the guy. Like, uh, like, 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 oh wow, this is what God's love feels like. And I'm like, hey Tom, uh, and, and I'm like, hey, Tom, how are you? He's like, dude, bad news, man. I think I'm moving in two days. And I feel like God, God just started to give me a word, like, hey, he's supposed to stay. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> and that's what it means to kill your flesh. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Tom. And I just start going in. I'm like, hey, man, I feel like you're supposed to stay. We, our community needs you. You're the pastor of Sam. I'm like using all these like weird words. I'm like, like reading his mail, like going in. And I left that conversation being like, what the heck? I've been praying for this guy to move. And then I just convinced him to stay. You need faith if you want to receive the meaning that God wants to give you. You need to be divinely, pers uh, divinely persuaded that what the word of God says is true over your life and that when you see things that are contrary to that, you have faith to believe that no, this is what God says is true. Second point is you need obedience. If you wanna receive the meaning, you need to step out in faith and believe that the things that Jesus says is true is true for you. I'm more than a conqueror. Okay, I'm gonna tell my spirit today that I'm a conqueror and that Jesus made me a conqueror. I love this story because uh, after the negative report, they go, hey, 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 Moses, we're not going into the land. And they disobeyed. And the Bible says that Moses uh, prayed for them all night and uh, said, hey, God, don't kill them, but um, like, like, like spare their lives. And God said, okay, hey, like, like, like they're good. They won't inherit the land. Their kids will inherit the land instead. And so I'm gonna wait until they die off for their kids to inherit this promise that I've, uh, that I've told their descendants that they have. And so the, Moses came back and said, hey, good news, you're not gonna die. Bad news is your kids will, see the, will receive the, the promised land. You need obedience if you want the meaning in your life. I randomly just mentioned that, uh, that I was you know, stepping out in faith more and I'm gonna believe that, okay, I'm the light of the world, so that means every time I go to the gym, that gym looks different because I'm lit and I'm gonna go to a coffee shop and that coffee shop looks different because I'm salt. And so randomly the other day, I had a friend in town and we're all going to coffee and you know, I'm like, hey, I don't have any words for anybody, but I'm just gonna encourage people. I'm gonna tell them, you know, I know the word of God pretty strong, like, I'm just gonna tell them what the Bible says about them and hopefully they'll believe what I mean. And so I'm standing there at the coffee shop line and a few people, you know, congregate near me. And I, I, again, I have this like feeling like, oh my God, like 
I love this person in front of me. Like, like this, this dude in front of me like, is loved by God. And um, I wait for my wife and friend to leave before I kind of like have this moment because I'm awkward at it. And so I'm ordering my latte that's $7. And I get up there and he's like ringing me out. And I'm like, hey man, not to be weird, but this is gonna be weird. I don't know why you moved here, but I really believe God's gonna use you. And I really believe that we need you in this community and that God's got great plans for you. I don't know if you're a Christian or not, but I just felt like God wanted me to say that to you. And I've been the kind of guy that's done this and like I've heard stories where people are like, yeah, I just obeyed God. And next thing you know, I'm walking on water. I've been the guy where it's like, yeah, I obeyed God and now I'm sinking. <laughs> like what's happening? And I let that stop me, but I kind of like developed this, this new mindset. Of, okay, no, I'm just gonna obey. I'm gonna find meaning in the obedience. I'm gonna find meaning in what God says about me. And so I'm like, yeah, man, God's gonna use you. He's got a great plan for your life. And the way that this guy looked at me, it was like this. And tears started going down his face. And I said, hey, man, you're awesome. I'm gonna go. <laughs> And I walked away. <laughs> I'm on a journey of following Jesus. I hope you are as well. But I left that coffee shop being like, oh my God, I have so much meaning. I don't know what I just did, but I, hopefully I encouraged him to keep moving forward. Hopefully I encouraged him that God had a great plan for him. Hopefully I encouraged him that he's got big things in store for him and that he just needs to persevere and do whatever he's doing because God's got him. I wanna be Christians that are just so consumed with a mindset of, oh my God, I am the light of the world. What can God use me to do? Oh, I don't got a word for somebody? Let me just encourage somebody. Let me just be nice to somebody. Let me just give somebody $3, uh, $3 more at the coffee station for a tip. Come on, Christians, we say no tip all the time. <laughs> Going back to the story. The Bible says that they went to bed and the, and, and the next morning they woke up and they said, hey Moses, last night was wild. We're just kidding, by the way. We're going to inherit the promised land today. So sorry. And Moses said, hey, you could try, but God's no longer with you. If you want meaning in your life, you need the source of your meaning. My last point is this, you need God. You need Jesus. Tell you what, man, that's the only thing that's keeping me going. It's my relationship with God. I don't have it all, and I don't need it all, because I have Jesus, and he's the only thing that I need. And when things get tough, I go, all right, God, need your help. And sometimes it's not helpful. Sometimes it's like, all right, <laughs> feel like my prayer just hit the roof and came back down. But I, I choose to have faith to believe, no, God is with me no matter how I feel. And so if you want meaning in your life, you need God. And I wanna let you know the simple truth that Jesus loves you and that there was no way to God. You could not achieve meaning, you have to receive meaning. There was no way to God. So God said, hey, I'm gonna make a way for you. 
and he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for you. And he said, hey, hey, uh, I breathe life into you, but you mean something to me, and so I'm going to do this thing so that you can have a relationship with me. And the Bible says he went to a cross, died on the cross for our sins, rose three days later for us. And that it was a symbol of, of death, but Jesus used that to bring us life. And now that when you put your faith in Jesus, you don't have to do anything else. You just have to believe that what Jesus did on the cross, when he said it's finished, that it's finished. There's nothing else you have to do. You just have to receive the free gift of salvation. And this free gift of salvation is so life-changing that your life will be altered and that you will change your ways because of who Jesus is to you. And it's gonna take some time, but it is worth it. And Jesus wants to give you this kind of meaning. And so I wanna do this. We're gonna just do an altar call. Because, because you need to have this moment where not only are you having faith, but you're having obedience attached to the faith, and you're taking a step up, and you're saying, hey, my name is Kyle, and I don't get it right, but I need somebody who made it right. So if you're in here today, and you wanna receive the free gift of salvation, all you have to do is stand up and come to the front, and we're gonna cheer you on. So I'm gonna count to three. It's not gonna be weird. It's gonna be so loving. One, two, three. Come on, get out of your seat and come on up. We need you to come. We need you to come. Do you hear that clap? Come on, hey, that is all of heaven. That is all of heaven clapping for you. Come on, there's more in here. If you wanna receive the free gift of salvation, it's better than you think it is. It's greater than you think it is. There is no sin that you've done that is bigger been the free gift of grace that grace can cover for you. Come on up, come on up, come on up. There's a loving dad that's here to care for you, that's here to love you. Come on, we're going to pray. Come on, we're going to pray. Hey, this is your moment with God. You put a line in the sand and you said, okay, hey, I am a salt to the earth and I am a light to the world. And I'm only these things because Jesus said so. It's not by anything that I've done. It's because of what Jesus has done. If you want to receive the free gift, some of you are sitting in your seat squirming. Hey, I've been there before. You can still come up. We see you. Jesus sees you. He knows you. He knows everything about you and still loves you. If you want to, free, if you want to receive the free gift of salvation, pray this prayer aloud as I pray it. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I receive the free gift of grace and I ask you to come in. Please forgive me of everything that I've done and make me the person you want me to be. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for those people.